0: Welcome to the Dirtbag State of Mind podcast. I am Luke Mihal, and this is a short epilogue for season two. You know, there's just so many things in this book and so many things about life that we think are permanent, we think are constant, and then they change. And you know, the old cliche saying that the only constant is change, and a lot of cliches are actually quite true shortly after I recorded all these episodes, the relationship that I was in in the book ended, and I don't really say that for any other reason um, other than for people that might also be going through the same thing. It kind of has a happy ending, uh, a storybook ending in that sense, and it was true at the time, but just putting that out there for anyone else who's suffering, who is going through, I know a lot of relationships have ended recently. In this time period and so if you're going through that I just i'm putting that out there for you with bears ears national monument i'm just so glad that uh, we have a different secretary of the interior and a different administration i know that our political system is deeply flawed but the reason i was so passionate about voting for joe biden is because i knew he would assign a secretary of the interior that cared about our public lands more than uh, the trump administration because they didn't care about them at all and I think we got pretty lucky with uh, Deb Holland who is the Secretary of the Interior she's a Pueblo woman hopefully the boundaries we're gonna find out soon that the boundaries are gonna be restored if anyone knows about the politics in Utah the state legislatures are trying to sell off public lands and um, quite frankly the Mormon population in Utah and there's plenty of good Mormon people and good Mormon climbers but they think that you know the land is essentially theirs, and they think that the federal government um, setting aside land for conservation is taking away their land in their backyard, which couldn't be less true. When you look at who essentially managed the land and lived off the land, and that was the Native Americans, and, and cared for the land in a better way that we are today, in the you know European colonial uh, way that land is managed. But I think Bears Ears National Monument. With the Bears Ears Inner Tribal Coalition teaming up with climbers and the Access Fund, something really historical was created with Bears Ears National Monument. So, I am much more optimistic on that front um, than when I wrote the book and when it ended. So, I know a lot, uh, it's probably a lot of repeating of that stuff, but I think it's very important and it's very important for me to advocate. For uh, the restoration of that monument and for that to be part of the writing and um, the legacy of my writing. So we'll see what happens. Final thing um, I just came off uh, a weekend up in Crested Butte, Gunnison area, and it's a place I used to live at for years. It's where my writing career started. If you've read my writing, you know that I stumbled onto Gunnison when I was 20 years old and deeply depressed. And I medicated on nature and not just nature but the community that formed around that and you know over the years I've lost we've lost a couple you know spiritual pillars of that community and about a year ago we lost Dan Escalante. I just want to read a little thing I wrote after his memorial we had a memorial for him Um, the producer of this show Chad Rich actually um, brought a couple really really um, bright spots in my weekend and One of them was so serendipitous, I just got to tell you guys about it. Um, I love presentations, and I had a presentation in Crested Butte uh, the day before Dan's Memorial on Saturday. And I was a little nervous about if I would have an audience there. Um, Crested Butte, like many other mountain towns, has become a haven for the rich. And I don't like it, but I can't do anything about it. Uh, But I can go represent. I can go tell my stories. And so right before the presentation, before basically any presentation I give, I like to have one beer. (laughs) If I have too many more, I maybe become a little more sloppy with my words. I like to have one beer. So uh, me and my good friend Dave Marcinowski um, parked the car in in a random spot in Crested Butte. I was like, we could probably get away with just sipping a quick beer here. And we're just looking up at Mount Crested Butte. And, you know, I was I was less than excited for my presentation because I didn't know if anyone was going to show up. And we cracked our beers and we're just sitting there for a moment and all of a sudden I hear some Snoop Dogg bumping and then I look up and I see uh, probably 10 people in costumes and even some parents with kids and uh, I hear Snoop Dogg bumping and then I look up and I see Chad He's actually got an Ice Cube shirt on, and he's just uh, enjoying the moment. And what was going on is they used to do a 24-hour townie event to raise money for the adaptive program out there in Crested Butte Adaptive Sports, I think it's called. And they weren't able to have it this year. I don't know what happened. Um, It probably was COVID, and they just couldn't get things together. But they were kind of doing a renegade one. And I saw Chad, and it, it really really brightened my spirits then I went to the event and people were at the event you know it was was a really cool small event but I don't need a lot of people at my events I just need an engaged crowd and so that was was so cool and then Chad spoke at um, Dan's memorial and he gave uh, just a really really heartfelt uh, speech about Dan and it was about Dan being a a radio DJ and and him being someone Chad could could always rely on and Chad has his his number memorized and we're all in the state of mind that I'm you know obviously in right now and in state of heart and Chad really represented for Dan and so I just want to read uh, a few words that I wrote they were published in an essay You know, volume 19 of the zine is is dedicated to Dan Escalante. And then uh, in volume 20, we we published this poem that Dan had written years ago uh, about his own death. And uh, here's some words that I wrote. It's from a piece called Good Grief. It's originally published in the Durango Telegraph. You can find it on LukeMihall.com. And I'll probably throw it up on the Climbing Zine site as well. Uh, This is just an excerpt. I'm going to leave you guys with this. No real outro. Obviously, you know Chad is our producer, and uh, Devin Dabney created all the music for this this season, and we're going to hope to continue this on for many, many more seasons. The next day after my presentation, we had the memorial for Dan. He died, as most of my friends who died young have, adventuring in the mountains. Dan was not a close friend. He was a central in our community. And even though it's been over a year, I'm still crying tears for him. I'm crying as I write these words. The first two hours of the memorial was the most intense display of grief I've ever witnessed in my entire life. I don't think I've ever cried so much, ever. Grown men and women weeping as they told their stories about him. Almost all the speakers said that Dan was their best friend. One person asked the audience to raise their hand if Dan was your best friend, and countless hands went up. I don't know if I'm doing the majesty that was Dan Escalante justice with my words, but can you imagine the integrity of a human being who had dozens of people that called him their best friend? Dan was a very loving human being, and he always was there for his friends and family. Our friend Jason noted that grief is just the love that we felt for that human being. I had to focus on my breathing as the tears choked me up when he said that. And there we were, brought together by Dan for one last time. Near the end of the speakers, the most intense rainstorm I've witnessed in years broke out. (laughs) We were at the I Bar in Gunnison, an outdoor pavilion, and that storm almost drowned out all other noise. Dan was such a good man that even Mother Nature was weeping uncontrollably. And so were we. It was a fitting tribute to a man who loved time and nature away from the crowds. Though there were hundreds in attendance, I knew there were many more that would have liked to be there, including my dear friend Greg who lives in Thailand. A few days before the memorial, we caught up on the phone. It was morning there, birds a chirping in the background, and it was late night here in Durango. It's always the good ones who die young, isn't it? Greg reflected. Damn, if he isn't right. When I reflect on the ones that I've lost in the mountains, it is those human beings who aren't just talented athletes, but really good people. So many come to mind, especially Jeff Pappendorf and Burt Perry, We lost this last winter to an avalanche. And what to make of all this? For me, it encourages me to try to spread more love and to be kind to more people, to close ones and strangers alike. Our time here in these bodies is short. We're all flawed and imperfect. I know I am. That is why these rare gems, like Dan Escalante, are so hard to lose. They are one in a million beacons of light in a dark world but just because we lose that human does not mean we lose that light and we must try our best to embody that light and love in ourselves for others thanks dan